It's an English-speaking church. The visiting pastor was Hispanic. He spoke in Spanish using an interpreter to help his audience understand. Now, I've spoken through an interpreter, so you either have to say half as much or, or it takes twice as long. Well, the pastor chose the latter. Yeah, it took quite a while to get through his message. And to be honest, I know some minds started to wander at times. Well, at the end of his message, the pastor surprised everybody. He spoke to them completely in English, and he made a promise. The next time, he would definitely speak in English. Of course, some folks were just a little frustrated. Uh, he could have spoken in the language of the people he was talking to. He just chose to speak in his own. Well, I'm Ron Hutchcraft, and I want to have a word with you today about how to obscure the gospel. It doesn't matter how important your message is, how sincere it is, if you deliver it in words the other person can't understand. And not all language problems are linguistic. Parents of teenagers know that. What their kids are saying may be some kind of English, but <laughs> who can understand what they mean? More importantly, when Christians tell about Jesus in church words, how many people without Christ can understand what they're saying? That's not just a casual question. It really matters because the message of Jesus is life or death information, like the directions to get out of a burning building. Every missionary to another culture knows you can't just settle for the easy thing, which would be speaking in the language you're comfortable with. You don't just transmit the gospel. You have to translate it. It's unacceptable that people might miss Jesus because I don't put it in words they can understand. American church folks speak a language I call Christianese, and sometimes I'm not sure we even understand what some of our words mean. But we tell people they need to be born again, to accept or receive Christ, to become a Christian or be saved, and they have no idea what those words mean or they have the wrong idea. And those are Bible words, but they need to be explained in non-religious words. The same is true of important words like sin and Savior and believe. We think we've told them about Jesus, but maybe they miss what we mean. That's our word for today from the Word of God. It's a great prayer request from the Apostle Paul himself in Colossians 4, verses 3 and 4. He says, pray for us that God may open a door for our message. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. And then he also asked people to pray that whenever I speak, words may be given me. The words you use matter. Proclaiming it clearly can make the difference. So ask the Lord to help you hear yourself using Christianese, and to help you find non-religious words to explain what a person needs to know to come to Christ. For example, sin can be explained as you running your life instead of God running it, or hijacking your life from your Creator. In our time, a Savior? Well, that would be a rescuer, someone who rescues you from a deadly situation you can't get yourself out of. That's exactly what Jesus came to be for us. What does it mean to believe in Jesus? Well, most people would say they do, but not by the Bible's definition. The Bible's meaning is similar to what a drowning person would do when a lifeguard came, what a dying person would do when the rescuer comes. You hold on to him as if he's your only hope. When did you do that with Jesus? That's what believe means. Whoever believes in him grabs him like he's their only hope to have eternal life. The most urgent, the most important news in the world needs to be delivered in words that a lost person can understand, non-religious words. We can do it if we choose to do it. There's someone you know whose only hope is hearing about and understanding what Jesus did on that cross for them.
would you please put Jesus where they can reach him? <laughs>